And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out. Hale Varsity on the road today at the Herdat Sports Bar and Grill in La Vista. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, Connor Clark. We welcome in Jacob Padilla with Hale Varsity and Herdat Sports at Jacob Padilla underscore is where you can follow him. Jacob, busy weekend. Uh, Husker volleyball in action. You got Nebraska on the way to Sioux Falls against Oregon State. Nebraska trying to stop the skid uh, against uh, Wisconsin and their uh, two-game losing streak. Let's start with football. And uh, I know you know you've got your Magic 8 ball off to the right. Shake it and then tell us who's starting at quarterback tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, jeez. I, I, I'm, I, I'm as uh, kind of in, in the dark as anybody else at this point. It, it's kind of weird the way that the rule talked about it, because mm-hmm. um, I we talked about obviously the the health status of Chubb. It seems like Heinrich Harvard probably isn't going to be ready to go. So it, it's I think it'll either probably be Just Sims or Chubba Purdy. But you also Chubba Purdy isn't totally healthy, but Ruled obviously didn't get a ringing endorsement of uh, Sims as the guy who is the one healthy guy in that room now. So I I don't know. It maybe uh, I think probably Ch- uh, Purdy we might see um, just to see what happens there as long as he's kind of recovered well enough to to be able to do what they want him to do. But I I well <laughs> the way the season has gone we'll probably see both of them. Uh, because I, I don't know that whoever gets the start will be able to um, hold on hold on to that job for the full uh, full game. What would your level of surprise be, Jacob, if we saw Luke Longval in the field tomorrow? I would be pretty surprised. Uh, I, okay. I don't think they'll get that deep. Uh, <laughs> again, unless <laughs> unless Purdy uh, gets banged up and then Sims fumbles on his first snap, and then maybe he's like, all right. You're up. See what you got. Uh, outside of that, I don't think we see them go that deep uh, into the depth chart. Well, here's my question. How much of Sims do you think we'll see tomorrow? Because, I mean, obviously the fan base has pretty much lost trust in, in him playing the quarterback position. I mean, what do you expect to see from him, if any, tomorrow? I. It's so hard to make sense of this quarterback room and, like, what the best choice is because obviously none of them are good choices right now based on what they've shown um it, it, you're basically betting on something so w- with uh, i think with the the bet when you went with harvard was that he's inexperienced you get him out there and he'll get better he'll learn on the job that hasn't really happened he's more or less been the same player from start to finish and defenses have figured him out uh, to a certain extent so you haven't really seen the growth that you were hoping for when we went with him. With Sims, uh, the hope would be that whatever – the, the stuff that's happened at Nebraska is just some weird outlier stuff and that he can get over it and get back to at least what he was at Georgia Tech, which was a guy uh, effective enough to hold down a starting job for multiple years there as opposed to a guy that you can't even play, which is what he's been at Nebraska. And, I mean, you saw up until the mistakes, like they, he, he moved the ball pretty well when he was out there, um, or the offense did with him out there until the turnover. Um, so I don't, you're kind of just baking on something that hasn't happened to this point. You're hoping that 
whether I think again we've seen the, the bet that Harburg was going to get better hasn't really happened. Um, so do you go with the bet that hey, whatever this has been happening to Sims, if if we can just get him to have a successful drive, get things to go well, maybe that'll help him get over whatever it has happened here at Nebraska and get him at least back to the, the the player he was at Georgia Tech, where yeah, still more turnovers than you like, but he but he also moved the ball and um, put up some, some pretty good numbers there, and it wasn't every other play was a turnover-worthy play. Um, so that that would be kind of like, if we're going to see him, it's either they're like, all right, we're, we got no choice here. We're going we're gonna to bet on his upside, bet that he can get back to at least where he was before he got to Nebraska, or Purdy just isn't healthy enough to do what they need him to do. Um, that would be the other option that, that would lead to us seeing Sims as kind of the starting guy and, and, and the kind of full-term starter for the game. That we don't know kind of what the, they're operating on a different set of variables that then they've got more information. So I'm assuming that's all the stuff that they're working out. I have no idea. We, do we have you, Jacob? We lost you for a second. Can't hear him anymore. Mm. Let's try and fix this. All right. We will try and get Jacob back audio wise. Oh. Oh, Jacob, we got you. Can you hear me? Jacob Adil is with us. Let's talk Nebraska, Oregon State uh, basketball for a second and uh, kind of a, a name matchup for Nebraska with Oregon State. I know uh, Creighton and, and Sparty loom. You've had a chance to see the Big Red the, the last couple of outings where defense was their calling card. And uh, what's, your, what's your feel on Nebraska heading up to Sioux Falls for tomorrow? Well, the, the good news is they've, they've got Juwan Gary back in the lineup. They're as close to full strength as they've been. Uh, they've got most of the important uh, pieces back available to them. And obviously he had a, a great debut um, in that first game back. So now you can start to uh, kind of settle in and like, all right, we've got all our pieces. We can figure out what this rotation is, who the starters are, who, who the finishers are, uh, how deep we're going in, in the rotation. Um, and this will be their first uh, test against a, another high major team, so they're going to have to go out and, and execute. Can't rely on just being the, the bigger, more talented team here. So um, it, it's, I think it's this game comes at a good time. It was good to get uh, Gary back in that lineup uh, for for the last game, so you were able to kind of work off the rust, see, get him out there, get him some confidence. Uh, first game back out there, you've got Tomonaga, who played much better in the second game than he did in his first game back. Um, so you can kind of see what that looks like now with him as a, a focal point of the offense. Um, and now you're, and I think it's nice the first time away from home. Well, still, I'm sure it would be a home-like atmosphere there because I'm going to bet that there are going to be a lot more Nebraska fans up in Sioux Falls than there are uh, Oregon State fans. Jacob Badillo with us here, a Friday edition of Hale Varsity Radio as we talk Nebraska, Wisconsin, as well as some Husker basketball. And Jacob, before we talk just a little bit of Creighton to finish the segment, they had an impressive win against Iowa just the other day. I want to get your thoughts on Jamarcus Lawrence. He's a guy that feels like he, with every game that he plays, is settling more and more into that point guard role, which that was the big question mark with this Husker basketball team coming into the year. Who is going to be the point guard with, with Aaron Euless being ineligible? And, and I think Jamarcus Lawrence has made a strong case. What have you made from his play at the point guard spot to start the season? Yeah, um, I think we've seen 
some flashes. We've seen some stretches where it looked really good. But overall, he's one of the guys that really has to pick it up. Mm. Uh, for this team to accomplish their goals, they're going to have to get better guard play combined between Lawrence and um, and Jerron Coleman there. As they are both shooting very poorly from the field, and their assist turnover ratio isn't where it needs to be uh, for the guys running the, the point guard spot. So um, I, I think it's it's been not... I mean, it's understandable that he's trying to feel it out. Um, it's a new position for him. And I, I, was, I was a little hesitant when um, we started hearing like that's, that was going to be the plan for them, uh, just based on the strengths that he showed last year. Didn't, I don't know that they necessarily led themselves to think, oh, yeah, that guy's definitely a point guard. He's just the guy best equipped to do it of the players that they have. So um, not, not surprising to see him struggle a little bit early on. You see a few... Um, during that uh, during that run a couple games ago where they pulled away from Ryder, um, he had some really nice plays in transition where he, he got the out, was really pushing it up, made the right right decision, great passes to get to the right guy, took it himself uh, once or twice. Like, all right, that's what it needs to look like. Now he just has to get to a point where it's consistent and um, he's making the right play more often than not. And he has the ball go in for him because he's shooting under 30% from the field uh, through the first four games. Well, Jacob, a quick thought on Creighton before we wrap it up here, as Elijah alluded to. I, I believe you were at the game on Tuesday. I was there as well. And something that stuck out to me, and I know this is kind of Creighton's calling card, but the way that they get up and down the floor so fast, it's like a blink of an eye and it's an 8-0 run. How dangerous in the long term can that Blue Jay team be? Yeah, I actually just uh, published kind of a breakdown of the start to that second half where, I mean, you look at Creighton scored on 14 of their 16 possessions in a 9-minute and 15 span. Scary good. Scored 35 points in 16 possessions, which (laughs) is just absurd. It wasn't like they got stops every time or just get runouts. Half those were off stops. Half those were off of Iowa buckets where they had to go execute in the half court, and it didn't really matter. They were just as effective either way. So that's the thing where... Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna run on you. Like Kalkbrenner got two run out uh, finishes there, where he's one of the best uh, in the country as a seven footer at, at running the floor. Um, and then they also just did a great job in the half court of executing when um, when the fast break opportunities weren't there. They're really patient, and uh, Greg McDermott really stresses uh, proper spacing and great execution. And that all of that was uh, there in that run that turned that game from a tie game into a 17-point Creighton lead, and then they're able to hold on. Um, you, you talk about pace, though. Uh, Nebraska will have to run into this. Iowa, they are running every single time, no matter what, whereas Creighton will, will do a bit of both. Iowa wants to run, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it caught Creighton early on. They were preparing for it, and it still gave them problems. So obviously we're a long way off from conference play for Nebraska, but they're going to have to be ready. I think Iowa – has a chance to be maybe a little bit better th- th- than people expected, considering the kind of the firepower they lost uh, with uh, without any Murray twins left. Uh, uh, you don't really have that guy to, to step in there, but it's kind of a well-rounded team, and Ben Cricky is filling, uh, fitting in really well at that five spot. Jacob, will check in with you this weekend uh, online, of course, at Jacob Badilla underscore on Twitter, and to Hale Varsity and Herd at Sports is where you can catch Jacob's Thoughts and write-ups, not only on Nebraska volleyball, but Husker hoops, and, of course, some thoughts on uh, Big Red football as they try and 
shake this streak against Wisconsin. Jacob, thanks for jumping on. Always appreciate uh, your time, man. All right. Talk to you guys later. There he is, Jacob Padilla with us here on Hale Varsity. And uh, we are going to get to this maybe sooner rather than later as Cutter chimes in. Uh, Matt Rule to Texas A&M is picking up steam on the Internet. What's wrong with people? Don't believe everything you see on the Internet, kids. Right? Question mark, exclamation, question mark, exclamation. Uh, We'll chew on that a little bit. Uh, We'll have some thoughts from Matt Rule, not about A&M, but just on uh, this build. Michigan uh, slapped. It is no longer double secret probation as uh, they have lost their linebacker coach. And uh, if you're Ernest Hausman, you're probably not real happy. Hale Varsity continues from the Herd at Sports Bar and Grill.